Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for, for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, so no matter what uh, your setup was like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we... Uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer, answer and polls are the best way to get them talking. You can attach that to your your podcast there, and, and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans. And uh, <clears throat> with Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. And that's uh, that that is true. Um, <clears throat> I'm supposed to do a testimonial here. Um, but anyways, this is the, the podcast I use or the podcast uh, host that I use. I like Spotify. They're uh, they're very good on just letting you do your thing uh, with uh, with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcast on Spotify, and, and this is uh, this is a great way to get started if you if you have ever thought about starting a podcast. This is where I would send anybody to go. Um, <coughs> Best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for Podcasters app, or you can go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. And yeah, if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast, or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify Podcasters is your spot. So uh, go to Spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. You rise up in the morning beneath the stars so bright. Pull your hat down, make sure your cinch is tight. Horse is kind of snuffy, cold chill up your spine. You'll get your ass moving somewhere, burn Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. Happy Monday. I hope the weekend has treated you well. I can't complain too much about mine. We finally got a break in the weather. 
and uh, we didn't get any moisture. I mean, we got some up top, but um, we had two days straight without uh, just awful wind, uh, without much more than a, you know a good breeze. So that was handy. Uh, I'm still digging shit out of my eyeballs and you know other cracks and crevices, but two days uh, relief that'll help you help you get cleaned out a little bit and uh <coughs> baseball felt like appropriate to to play you know like the 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 weather the weather cooperated and uh yeah so it was a pretty good weekend and uh yeah this uh, this episode I recorded here a couple weeks ago with uh Bailey Hunter Robinson on uh, you know you should, if you know him from Instagram he's a He's a pretty well-known uh, tattoo artist, uh, but as we'll as you'll hear uh, in this uh, this conversation, which I really enjoyed, uh, he there's a whole lot more to him than that, and uh, fascinating guy, and a good kind of a a different take on life, and a lot of things that I I agreed with, and uh, learned a bunch about uh, about a whole bunch of different stuff, so. Uh, yeah, this this conversation took off from the get go, and we just went. So uh, I think you'll like it, and uh, let's get into the show. to to tattoo and and do it well like no matter how much you hate it i, I mean if you hate it like no matter that it's uh like that's a good one to have in your back pocket like yeah uh, there's not many people that have have that it's good and it's bad it's good because yeah. <clears throat> you can everyone no matter what i think if it was you know, the end times, which it very well could be. Yeah, um, no shit. People huh? will always want, oh, yeah. <laughs> but people, people always want to get tattooed. They always want to get drunk. They always want to get tattooed. They always want to get laid. No matter what yep. happens, it's just like the three things that you can always count on. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the, the issue for me is being, being rural mm. and then, you know, tattooing is a, is like a city job, you know, yeah. truthfully. So you're, 
I have to commute a lot. So I've got to like zip around and, you know, just, you know, schlep my shit over here, schlep it over there. And so it gets exhausting. Um, whereas like, you know, you have, you have friends that are leather workers or, or whatever, and they can work right, you know, yeah. right at the old rancho and they don't have to leave. You know, So eh, they sort of have a little bit, they have, they have a little bit better thing going on. Well, what if you, uh, <clears throat> Hmm. Well, I guess I guess being in the tattoo business, you can't just set up shop anywhere. And I mean, you can uh, physically, but like, there's a lot of laws and shit that are involved there. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, laws are just kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. It. No, I, I think we're very, very much on the same page on that end. But I, I'm, I'm just yeah. thinking from like a sheer pain in the ass standpoint. Like if you, yeah. if you wanted to be where like, like this is my shop. My shop is wherever the fuck my trailer is. You know, like you could, you could put like a living quarters trailer, uh, with a tattoo shop. But like, how many, like realistically, without having to worry about just either. You know, like to be legal or you, you know, or you slip cash under the table. But like, you know, sometimes that ain't going to work. So like, is that even like feasible realistically? Yeah, it completely is. Like, okay. I mean, I've talked to you for 18 years. I don't, you know, if someone's like, do you have a license? I'm like, fuck is a license? You know, like I don't need, <laughs> I don't need a license. Yeah. <laughs> I just I've I've worked in all kinds of shops, all kinds of places. I've tattooed farriers and barns. Um, you know, the thing is, it's it's just what you make it. It's an outlaw job, and you know yeah. what it's become now is like this sort of reflection of modern society where everything's like PC and woke and like tattoos are therapy and, and whatever superficial like, and all that bullshit. Yeah, right. And you know, I got tattooed a lot because I was just a horribly angry hostile kid you know and yeah. i was hanging out with older guys you know they had like you know lots of tattoos obviously they were tattooers they had cool trucks cool you know all this cool shit and they're like oh i want that for me <laughs> you know like yeah i want to i want to listen to whatever music i want to listen to all day and i just you know and just like tattoo like how cool it was very um but now I guess, you know, for me, um, it's, I don't want, I don't, I never wanted to appeal and I, this sounds whatever, but take it as you will. I don't want to appeal to like normies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, if it's like, Oh, like that guy's kind of weird or like, what a strange place to get tattooed. Like, blah, blah. Well, that's fine. I don't want your business. I don't want you. Like, we're, we're clearly not on the same level. Yeah. You know? You've got, a little element of danger to tattooing. That's what it was all about. I mean, I remember going and getting my first tattoo, you know, my heart was like about to jump out of my throat, terrifying experience. And, you know, now you ask someone, well, who did your first tattoo? I don't know. I mean, I can tell you the guy's name. I can tell you the way the shot smelled. I can tell you, I mean, it was like, it was, a you know, awesome, but yeah. also like very intimidating experience. So, some of the 90% of the magic in tattooing is gone. That, that kind of outlaw sort of danger, you know, fringe society shit. And, yeah. you know, it leaving allowed dorks like me to enter it because it left the biker 
aspect. So, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of like it was like me, just kind of like, I'm kind of like, just, you know, <laughs> you know yeah. like I'm not like some tough. Yeah. But it was, it, it opened the door for, for people like me to tattoo. Or, you know, that's one's opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but here I am. Well, you know, I just, uh, like the more the more I, I I grow up and and the more more shit that I do and the more people I talk to like the more I realize I have like I have way more of an of an artist brain but like I I've got that like semi autistic deal going on where like I'm I'm hyper focused on one thing but I got I kind of neglect the rest of the world and I think a lot of like artists are kind of like that too and uh but that being said, like I can't draw for shit. Um, I can kind of somewhat play guitar, and uh, but I can I can spin the hell out of a dick joke. You know, like I, I'm I'm pretty good at, at just coming up with a dick joke. Uh, you know, for about any occasion. Yeah, you got it. You know, words wordsmithing is an art form, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just. Uh, but I, I can see, I, I, I feel, I feel like we're on kind of parallel universes here because I, uh, I feel the same way about tattooing as, uh, as comedy, like stand-up comedy is a very much a city gig, like yeah. a, outside of the, like, like Foxworthy and Rodney Carrington. I don't know if there's any other, like, like really big country uh country comedians and and i'm leaving ron white and uh and larry the cable guy and bill Engvall out of that equation because i don't think ron white was country but he left the country as fast as he fucking could and uh (laughs) and larry the cable guy's always been a city kid just with a with an alter ego uh bill Engvall, he he's like known as a as kind of a city guy wanting to be country and Foxworthy's a sure enough redneck and Carrington is a sure enough, just like drunk cowboy from Oklahoma. Like maybe not a good cowboy, but he's a drunk cowboy from Oklahoma. (laughs) And, uh, but I like outside of those two, I can't think of like any, like really, you know, like rural, like, comedians that have made it big and i i've been thinking about trying to uh try some and i'm just like god damn man it i i should have started 15 years ago uh because i i live two hours or hour and a half two hours from reno and that's probably the closest open mic and uh and so now like i got a wife and two kids i can't do anything like that like i can't I can't drive to Reno and, and hit open mics during the week uh, and still get back and, and ride pins and, and be fucking productive the next day. Uh, so like now I like I'm trying to figure out how to make this, this podcast somewhat successful so that I can go practice stand up every now and then when I, when I get a gig and then maybe sometime, you know, be able to, to like kind of hit the road here and there and, and make some, kind of somewhat, you know, decent money at it. Uh, but, you know, you can't, like, you can't get good at it unless you're, like, practicing at it. And I don't know. 
it's uh and, and i ain't moving to the city so fuck all, fuck all that uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean that's that's too and it's, it's like you said trying to find balance between you know anytime you've got livestock or livestock responsibility you mm-hmm. know you don't have a lot of time i mean i've been at it every day this week you know from sun up till past sun down i just you know we just wrapped up a day two minutes ago and i just walked in there um you know i could be painting or drawing or reading a book but you know it's like you just there's just not that much time you have greater responsibilities so you know yeah it's sort of like the artistic what i call it truthfully it takes a back burner you know i mean yeah i tattoo one day a week um not even every day or not you know what i'm saying not even every allotted one day of the week uh, mm-hmm. usually i tattoo saturday um and that's pretty much it you know i mean and even then, I feel guilty. I'm like, oh, I should, uh, I shouldn't do it. You know, I should, yeah, I shouldn't leave and go. But so that's the thing. I mean, I, I totally get it. It's, it's really difficult. Yeah, you know. But kind of a segue in what you're saying, sort of like rural lifestyle versus city comedy or city, city, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's like, I mean, that's that's the problem. You know, like I never. Yeah gone to a friend's house that had i never would have realized i never would have probably yearned for the city you know or or whatever yeah. bullshit the city had to offer but i did it polluted my little brain and the next thing i know you know like, yeah you're living in the city you know it's like you're getting fucking trashed every night and you know it's it's just it's strange you know um yeah if you if you had not been exposed to the things that were being piped into your friend's home via the television, you would, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows yeah. what path you would have taken or, or maybe, maybe comedy wouldn't be your, your thing, you know, maybe yeah. tattooing wouldn't be my, I mean, would we be better off without either one of those? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, you, you don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, but, uh, like you, we were talking before we started recording and, uh, and you'd mentioned it before when we were texting, but you, you uh, like, you're really good at, at what you do, but like, that's, it's not your, like you said, back burner, not your, your ultimate passion. And you, you called it, it said it's just stripper money. And I thought, I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty awesome way to, to put yeah. something like that. That's true. For sure. I mean, the thing is, you know, to get good at tattooing or, or, you know, painting or whatever you obviously dedicate a lot of your time to it and i did i you know i literally trapped myself inside for years and did nothing but but practice that pain blah blah yeah. blah, blah blah and that's what i did that's what i did i was obsessed but you know a 24 year old kid is you know living out the dream of a 16 or 15 year old kid you know like man that's 15 or 16 year old kid would be proud of me right now yeah and then you get a little older and you're like eh, i'm kind of bummed on that 24 year old kid that was doing that you know like or, or even his behavior in general sucked and then you get a little older on that and you're like eh, and then you realize i don't know like you just realize like you really need to do what your calling is you need to get you need to do what your passion is whatever it is you know um 
So you start getting back into the, maybe getting back to the stuff that you kind of grew up doing or whatever. Um, yeah. But it makes more sense when you're older, at least it did for me. Um, I was able to focus, take things more seriously and, and balance responsibilities. You know, I'm able to, you know, I, I got to a certain level of tattooing. That's awesome. I clearly don't want to get below that level. Um, but do I want, am I satisfied with what my tattoos look like now? Yes. Actually more so than what they did when I was like, you know, Bailey Hunter Robinson or whoever the fuck that douchebag was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, uh, I'm, I'm more satisfied with what, you know, when I do someone now, I'm like, Hey, I like that a lot better. Yeah. It's like, it's, you cut down the frosting on the cake, the older you get with, I, mean, I think a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't need every trick in the book in a tattoo. Sometimes tattoo just needs to be exactly what you want. You want a cow skull? Well, hey, maybe that's exactly what you want. And that's where you don't need eight colors, a fucking feather, star, anything you need. That's powerful. That's more powerful by itself than all the frosting. If you know what I mean. It's almost like if. To talk about comedy, it'd be like the difference between, you know, fucking, I don't know, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah, like, 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 um, fucking like any, any late be. night host, you know? And, uh, that's yeah. Yeah. I like Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. <laughs> like, closed dinner. You're like, <laughs> thicker and thicker and duck uh, yeah like he's a the guy's uh, yeah what a what a <laughs> what a funny motherfucker man man he's uh yeah it's insane yeah we live in today yeah it, it really is it's like that's like why uh i got i don't I don't know if I even care so much for Rogan's comedy. Like I, I think he's he's pretty funny, but just the way he uh like once you're once you're in and, and like he's talking to a guy, like there there's no pussyfooting around anything. Like they just go at it and they talk. And uh and like that's like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in even in my like top fifteen as far as comedians go, but there's a reason why he's the number one podcast on earth. I mean, like that, that guy's good at what he does. Oh yeah. Oh, he's, he's, even like with Dave Chappelle, you know, Dave Chappelle's yeah. hilarious, but if you listen to interviews, he's brilliant. You know, like oh, he's man. able to engage. He's funny, but he's, but he's, he's just dropping facts. He's <clears> dropping, <throat> you know, he's dropping all this knowledge. Oh, and, and it makes awesome. his you know, comedy like, that much better after you after you yeah. hear something like that, and then you go back and and watch uh, some of those sketches from Chappelle's show, and watch some of his uh, his old stand up after just listening to him uh, talk for a while, and you're just like, "Fuck, that joke's even funnier than I thought it was." Oh yeah, and it, like yeah, <laughs> when you you add those layers, yeah. Yeah, someone's like this thing, like just in character, their character, and they're crazy and they're funny, and they'll say anything. I mean, I'll generally say anything, especially yeah. if I think the people near me are going to be made like uncomfortable. I'm like, I might not even <sighs> believe it, but I'll just talk about 
I love the uncomfortable. I I fucking thrive in the uncomfortable. I I love it so much. And uh, it's a a tricky thing, though. Like with tattooing, though, you know, now tattooing, it's very, it's like, so like a few years ago, these these tattooers um, tried to get me canceled, I guess, whatever you want to call it, like cancel culture. Yeah. And they're like, well, he, he liked a picture on Instagram. Can you believe that? And I'm like, what? You know? And so they're like, he, he liked this picture on Instagram. He's awful, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, if you think that's bad, you should, you should actually, you should hang out and think my actual thoughts, you know, like if you oh, yeah. really thought about things, you'd be mortified. <laughs> but you can't cancel people that don't give a fuck. Like, what do, you, what do you take away from me? You know, and that's the beauty about about never doing, you know, never following the exact rules. You know, so if you don't follow the exact rules, how are they going to cancel you? Like, oh, no one wants to get tattooed by me. That's okay. I'll just go fucking stay work. Oh, no one wants to get tattooed me. That's okay. I'll just fucking ride Colts or whatever. You know, there's yeah. always a backup. Oh um, yeah. So it doesn't really you can't you know you can't fuck with people that don't fucking care about that kind of bullshit, you know? And yeah. so you have you have to be ungovernable. I mean ridiculous, but you do you yeah. have to be ungovernable at the drop of a hat. So anyways. Yeah, I think so. Hey, um before we continue, um you might kill your video, your uh, your sounds coming across a little choppy and and uh it being dark and everything, you're yeah, just uh, kill the video, and I think the I think it'll come through a uh, little little smoother. Better, Boom. yeah, yes, sir. I think oh. uh, I think so. But I, man, I I love everything. Like I was trying to draw a comparison in my head to uh, to bring it back to cowboy, and because like you said, you know, tattooing was stripper money for you, and like uh, like. I've just been visiting with you a little bit over text. Like you're, uh, you, you were riding Colts and, uh, and that, you know, of course that leads into like the, whether it's rope horses or, or show horses, what a, whatever that case may be. And then once you get in that world, that's a whole different deal. And that becomes more and more like the, the real world that we're living in. Um, just cutthroat backstabbing and just superficial as fuck. And, and yeah, at, the, the, at the same time, PC. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, for me, the worst ever was was working for certain trainers and riding for them, you know, like um, cow horse trainers and whatnot. But mm-hmm. then I also, I, my, one of my best friends is, in a, you know, top cow horse trainers, you know. And so it's, you know, whatever. It's, it's different personalities, different people. But I, I never... I never really wanted or had any interest in performance horse stuff, like at all. I just would be like, well, how come this person's horse does this and mine doesn't? Mm-hmm. How come that, you know, how come they're able to do that and, and mine can or, or whatever? So then, you know, curiosity takes control. And next thing you know, you're, you know, living here, doing this, doing that. Um, but, you know, but I will say, like, I, I moved. I moved to Texas, which um, I know people are going to be very offended by this. I fucking hate Texas. Um, <laughs> it's a hot, hot, humid nightmare. Um, yeah, fuck that humidity. 
it's it's miserable and people like i look pretty fucked up like i mean you can't see me because it's dark i look better in the dark much more (laughs) handsome but um I mean, I'm pretty fucked up looking individual. I have lots of tattoos and I'm long hair. It just doesn't really meet the, you know, whatever, like standard or whatever to call yeah. it. But um, uh, anyways, living there was real hard for me. I lived there for a year and some change. Um, I got a chance to ride with a really awesome trainer there. Um, kind of just this uh, older fella. Um old school guy you know like yeah um he used to ride when he was a kid for john burris okay um, who was like the old, old folk music musician but also yeah. like road horse trainer general so you know he's 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 awesome um and so i i definitely that was a pretty pivotal point for me um i learned a lot and i learned a lot about myself that i could really and i, I usually i'm like oh this you know, like, this is terrible. I can't handle the weather or whatever. And I split, but I was like, no, I'm, I'm fucking committed for at least this amount of time. And yeah, I sucked it up and I did it. You know, I lived in Texas for over a year, never met a friend, never made one single friend, nothing. Pretty no weird. Shit. Yeah. And then, um, anyways, yeah, I, you know, moved back to New Mexico for a bit and that wasn't really that great um i think you know you and i discussed a few weeks ago the parallels of sort of tattooing and um working for you know riding for a horse trainer riding a horse trainer um kind of like the ownership that sometimes they can they can have and then sometimes they don't you know like i've tattooed for people and they are amazing or with people or whatever you want to call it you know yeah um here's the key to the shop. Here's this, here's that. Come and go as you please. Here's a proper percentage for you, you know, and you love them and they love you and you have a great relationship. But then there's those guys that think and like mentally manipulate you and keep you under their thumb. And you've got the same thing, you know, the parallels like we discussed. Um, Yeah. You know, and and I've had a lot of that too, where, I mean, I recently worked road for a guy and he knew I showed up with two horses and, you know, he got to get rid of this one horse. Why? we got rid of him, you know? And so I didn't have a choice. I didn't have anywhere else to go. So I was, you know, more or less forced to sell this, this little cult. Um, so I did, but you know, the thing is, is they, my buddy was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. He sold them. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's whatever. But the thing is, is that it, it was the manipulation. It was a tactic, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to show this guy kind of like who the boss is. Mm. But once again, you, you know, you have to give respect to get respect. And if you're not going to respect me, then why would I respect you? If you're not, if you're going to try to govern me, yeah. you know, governable. So then the other day I just waited and decided I woke up the other morning or I don't know, whenever the fuck it was, it was a Saturday a while back. And I said, mm, today I'm just going to leave. And I started packing <laughs> my, I just left just right in the middle of the fucking day, you know, cause Cowboy I had I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, but that's the thing is it shouldn't have to be that way, you know? No, but. it shouldn't. We had a, I had a really good discussion here. Uh, that was a week or two ago, uh, with a guy, uh, Zach Sargent. He's at a uh, Northern Colorado right now, but he's uh, he's a Texan, uh, air, uh, cowboyed out in Arizona quite a bit. And now he's, uh, he's running some high risk calves up, uh, up for a feedlot. And, <laughs> 
And then uh, a gal I know from from college, uh, her and her husband uh, are running cattle out in uh, Nebraska Sandhills, and we talked about kind of that balance between the cowboy and the rancher, you know, employee, employer. And, uh, you know, like anybody that cowboys for a living, whether they're good or not, they're pretty uh, independent-minded type of person. And... And the biggest thing is respect, like respect and a little bit of appreci- appreciation goes a long fucking way. Uh, like we, we all know the pace sucks. We all know that the horses may not be great. And your your days may last 20 hours. So you don't fucking know. Um, and, and but we sign on for all that. But that being said, a little, like, little appreciation goes a long fucking ways because you're uh, asking us to do a pretty goddamn hard job. And not paying us a whole hell of a lot. Oh, yeah. And I've been around so many people too. Like I've been really fortunate, you know, um, a lot of the people that I'm very good friends with have, have worked with, they would never ask you to do something they wouldn't do themselves. Yeah. They, I mean, they set the pace for the work. You're like, mm-hmm. Holy shit. you know, and you're just like, wow. And you are just, it inspires you to work that much harder you know and it's like it's, and you're learning you're you're you know and you're you're helping create something i don't know i i that's what i love about it it's it's like if, you, if the situation is the right situation there's so much pride in what you're doing um you know there's there's just i don't know there's, there's nothing like it you know you're outside all day your base is sunburn windburn you're cold you're hot whatever but you're out in it together you're you know i don't know there's like i just it's it's just the best thing in the world to me, I think, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there, there's a, there's a lot of days, there's a lot of stuff I'd rather do, but I, uh, I still, and I've had chances to do other things, but I've come back to, you know, punch of cows and I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. I like it. And, uh, and it's just, there, there's some freedom to it. There's, uh, but like like you said, you know, going going back to that whole whole relationship, it's uh, you know, like the I don't know, like that, you know, the ride for the brand thing has been a uh, has been big in the cowboy community forever, and then you get to really thinking about it, and you're just like, ah, that that was that was a rancher uh, PR move because uh, you know, you know, any, any cowboy way back when if they if they didn't like the outfit, they just fucking up and left. <laughs> they they would, they'd ride it for the brand as long as it was worth riding for, or as long as it got them to where they were wanted to go, and then then they would they split. So <laughs> and uh, and so like and then just the more more I've been around some of these guys that. The you know the older they get and they've seen more a little more a uh, few more miles than I have and and uh, and, I, and so there's sometimes where like yeah I ain't as cowboy as I think I am but uh, you know like uh, when, when you get a you find a good gig you know sometimes it'll make you a little soft but uh, you know it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where, where I'm at now in San Luis Valley, I mean, you know, this entire crew or you know they're they've been like family to me for years, you know, and it was mm-hmm. just, it was, it's funny how life has a way of, of sometimes, you know, like door, like I had some pretty, some pretty hard rejections, like some big doors closed in front of me, you know, and I was really bummed out, really depressed about it. Um, I just was just too honorary to quit. 
on my, you know, whatever I thought my path was. So I just kept on going. And then just, you know, just out of nowhere, timing is everything out of nowhere. I was just, boom, let's, you know, Hey, why don't you just come on? All right, cool. So here I am, you know, and um, I'm up here. Everything's amazing. It's, I mean, I, you know, truly awesome. And I'm just so thankful and so grateful. And that's the thing is the people that you meet in those situations are, or, you know, um, through cowboying or, you know, and I, I, even, even some tattooers are nice, you know, few and yeah. far between, but I, I'm even friends with a few of those guys, but you know, it's like, um, you know, uh, horse training, cowboying, you know, any kind of like animal husbandry. I think it, it draws like a certain type of person, um, a personality, um, or at least a few, a few similar type personalities. And some of those people, I just really resonate. I, I love them. Um, some people I've met for a week and I remember, I remember everything about the week, you know, it just left a really yeah. a big impression on, you know, and, yeah. just, and that's huge. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, it's your path. I don't know. I don't know. If, you know, that sounded like hippy dippy. Um, I do have long hair, so, <laughs> but, but you know, it's like, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I was telling you, I was out and a year ago and then things got better. And then they got the Valley got, you know, got, peaks and valleys got into a dark valley and then boom just out of nowhere this this opportunity opened up here i am and i every honestly every day i'm just like holy shit i'm so i'm just thrilled to be here thrilled to wake up here thrilled to go to work here thrilled yeah. to laugh all day you know and laugh through the work you know um yeah it's i love it you know and so i will bust my fucking ass in that situation, I will do whatever it takes to pull my weight and more, you know? And so that's, and I think that's, that's just important. You know, it's, it's important to feel that, I guess, community or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm on the same page with you there. Like, there's certain people that you meet and you're just like, those, those are my people. I like, I don't, I mean, you don't have to know them for very long, but you get a feeling and you're just like, yeah, though, those are my people. And, uh, and, and you just, yeah, then you just, you run through a wall for them. And, uh, but like they, they, you know, they do the same for you. And, and that, like, I, I've got a lot of friends, but like people like that are, I, you know, I've got a, you know, pretty short list of, of, you know, just like those are, those are my people, you know? And, uh, and it's, uh, yeah, those are, those are good ones to find. And, and when you can find, you know, you find the right situation. It, yeah, it's something, something clicks and it's, it's just good. Yeah, it's great. And it's it's literally, it's life changing. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just fortunate and yeah, I'm living in, living in the the big stall and and, and it's, you know, it's, it's cool. I just, I am super grateful. Um, and I'm, I'm close enough to Taos where I can go on Saturdays, one day a week tattoo, you know, um, and uh i mean taos isn't like the hub of tattoo culture <laughs> but it gets the job done i suppose um, well and it's, it's i mean that place has changed it's it's a pretty cool town too if you've never been there so it's there's that too yeah it's, yeah it's it's got a lot of it's got a lot of charm still i mean it's pretty much like a miniature los angeles at this point but oh it, i can um, imagine i can imagine <laughs> but like yeah the all up cat the the old shit is uh New Mexico's cool. Uh like what what do you do you grow up right there uh in northern New Mexico or 
Well, I didn't. You you broke up for a second. What was it? I uh, said, so where where did you did you grow up in New Mexico? I didn't. No, I actually grew up down south, um, in Alabama, of all places. Oh no, shit. Yeah, I'm, huh. I'm bona fide. Nice. Um, all right. So, in, do you hate Forrest Gump like the other Alabama folk? I uh, know. I don't. I never. I don't really have an opinion about it, to be honest. I mean, I, that's the thing for me is like, so you go places like Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, whatever. And everyone's like, "Hi, y'all," and all this. I'm like, I, I grew up there. I've never said y'all in my entire life. Like, I've never. <laughs> never like, I've never once said it. And I, I remember eating at some restaurant in Austin against my will, of course. But yeah, I was, I was eating there. This waiter's like, how do y'all like this place? Dude, fucking shit. Just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, you know, and I never really, I mean, I have a weird voice. I'm fucking, you know, but I never had like that kind of just like Alabama Southern drawl. Um, no, I, I, uh, I, I, why? You, you talked about uh, New Mexico. And so that's just kind of, uh, that, that's kind of what, what fits you more. Uh, yeah. I was- Oh, no, my, my dad, he was a big, um, he was big hacking and stuff and he was a big hunter. So he yeah. was always over, over the West, the Southwest, you name mm. it. And he was much older. It was 50 when he had me. So, you know, oh. like back, back when he was younger, you could actually just kind of, I guess, do whatever the fuck you wanted, you know, <laughs> like, you could, Oh yeah. My, my father-in-law, well, my dad too, but like, uh, you know, we, we grew up in, in Southeast Colorado, South, southwest kansas uh but oh. my father-in-law is uh he was born in montana and then i grew up in in uh reno uh but back before reno was uh you know reno was like fifty thousand people or something like that right. and then nothing but fucking desert and so like he was a wild man like holy shit i thought i did some some stupid shit in high school but my god like not even close <laughs> i was a church boy compared to that that guy and uh oh, yeah, yeah. It, like the, the laws were weren't as strict back then. Yeah, things were, <laughs> things seemed very very different back then. It was a different, mm. different. Yeah, that's but, wild. Um, so Alabama. So, uh, what what part of Alabama? I'm not. I don't think that makes any difference um, to me. I don't know enough about it, but like the humid hot part with pine trees um, <laughs> um it was it's i guess it's off i test like a little shithole town between mobile and montgomery oh so um, you're way down south just then. tiny little yeah yeah so i tens uh, that's up, the one that goes um um across the poncha train right Oh, I don't really know. I kind of black out every time I have to, I ever had to go through Louisiana and Mississippi. I just, I don't know. I just kind of blocked it out. I just associate things. But that's the, like the main interstate going down there. Like, uh, yeah, through, through Louisiana and Texas. I think 10 takes you to California, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. See, we went, we went to, uh, Biloxi for, for my senior trip and that was all based off of uh, the Jack Ingram song down in Biloxi. We we were dumb. Walter, Walter, he was a 
watercolor painter from Biloxi, I think maybe in the twenties, thirties. Um, pretty, pretty interesting guy. I, I remember that's one thing I learned in school. <laughs> one, of the, one of like the five things I remember from school. That's funny. Um, but yeah. yeah, I grew up there. I, I wound up living kind of all over the place and always in, you know, back and forth all through the Southwest. And um, I always wanted to make Montana work for me. And I would go up there and try to make it work and it wouldn't work. And then years later, try again and it wouldn't work. But you know, like I said, some doors aren't supposed to be, they're just closed for a reason, yeah. you know? I mean, they're not open for you. You got to yeah, be like, sure. okay, like a beat on long enough to prove that I wanted the end, but it proved to me I, it didn't want me in. So now it's time to reroute and figure out what's going to work, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That, I, that's, that's pretty cool. I, uh, I, I don't mean to bring it back, but I just, I had, it was funny thinking back on the, we, uh, we listened to that song, uh, down in Biloxi and, uh, and that, that was, like we were dumb enough where like I like that song and we're like deciding where we're gonna go for a senior trip and we're like, How about Biloxi, Mississippi? And there was basically four of us that uh that bullied the rest of the the you know, nineteen person class that to to go down there. But it was it was cool as shit, you know, like Biloxi would have been way cooler if we were twenty one. Um but we we got to party on Bourbon Street for a couple hours and uh, went to a gator farm and so like it, it was it all turned out pretty good but it was just funny how how fucking stupid you are when you're that young amazing you know, so, I don't know. I put all this energy into it and then it's not, and I'm devastated, you know? I'm yeah. like, oh, like I thought that this was going to be like, like I remember the first time I went to, to California, I was, I was like, well, certainly it's going to be like awesome. And like, I don't, you know, whatever you're like, <laughs> hey, Madison's going to show me her tits as soon as I get off the plane. <laughs> oh, dropped off. All right, we're we're back. Well, I just yeah, since from ship we were on, you know, go there and it's gonna be so fucking so cool, and it's just it's nothing like you thought it was, and you're devastated. Um, yeah, or I, mean, I always freak out and drive drive around by myself you know thanksgiving i would say okay i'll leave i'll leave mexico and i'll take make a big circle and i'll go all over you know southwestern colorado for the day and i would go like all the spots and and they were perfect and it was a perfect day and i shared it with fucking no one just mm. me you know and um you know so like some things are great you know some things um i don't know like the the I guess I didn't have like a real direction, but I'm like, I'm always. We're having hell. We're yeah. Having I'll, I'll, I'll kill my video too. See if that, that helps any. 
Oh, a very nice picture of you in a Christmas sweater. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> very dapper. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, I've got, you know, I have this focus and, you know, whatever. And that's, that's my goals. These are my goals. My goals are, I, you know, I write my goals down in a notebook or a piece of paper and I write them over and over and over and over. And they seem like they're not going to happen. And then in Thai, you learn to be a little patient and they start happening. You start meeting the right people, the right things start happening. It's great, you know? And, and so I don't know. I, I think that not all daydreams are end in trap tragedy um sometimes yeah sometimes the, the fantasy is shittier than the reality actually sometimes the reality is way better um yeah but then again sometimes sometimes it's the opposite you know i <laughs> it's just that's just how it is yeah no for sure it, that's uh i mean it, it is yeah like but then you, you know, sometimes those those things that you're just really devastated by at the time you look back on them you know Five, ten, fifteen years down the road, and you're like, "Huh, actually, it was kind of cool." Didn't realize it at the time, but like that was that was kind of cool. And I, like, and uh, yeah, and I don't know. Life's funny. I, I still sometimes. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, I don't know. My uh, there's just many a times where like you get the shit kicked out of you working cows, yeah. and like, but that sticks with you, you know. Like, and then. And you know, whenever that situation comes up again, you're just like, ah, I ain't getting me this time. And uh, I don't know. It's 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 just funny how how shit works. But uh, yeah, it's life's funny. But I, I'm I'm convinced we live in a simulation after after the past like five or six years. <laughs> uh, the, the more more shit happens, and and just the more outrageous, like just from and from a sheer comedy point of view. Like oh, it is the meme, the meme mining is um, like the memes are unbelievable. There's I'm a I'm meme obsessed. My phone is like oh man five thousand screenshots of just the best memes. But oh, I, I don't know. So I don't good. think we are living. I, I I don't think we're living in a simulation. I think we're living under the control of a very 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 small percent of people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I was talking. I I went. I, I went on a on a very rare excursion actually last night. I never really hang out with anyone, but some some gal asked me to on a date, I guess, whatever you want to call it. So we were having oh. this conversation. It didn't go well. It did not go well for the record. It never <laughs> did. Um, she was she was more than glad to send me back in. But we did have this conversation, um, which I guess is kind of poignant, but um, you know, we're talking about traditionalism or the lack thereof the lack of traditional values and, and what's you know the effects yeah. of these things. so yeah i mean you know we're, we're being controlled by a small select group of people that obviously have no morals no um traditional values no moral compass whatever you want to call it and yeah or or they it's, do it's and then they're blood. just it's, yeah or or their their traditions are like not moral and they're not or, or they'll take one of our traditions and twist it like so like being proud of the country turned into the, like being proud of the the standing military which we're not supposed to have but <laughs> at the same time just like i yeah i love i love anybody who's who's willing to like serve like that that that's a vital part of the country um but then that turns into like 
uh, love for starting a bunch of wars that gain the average Joe like me and you absolutely nothing. Actually cost us a ton of money, oh, but yeah. there's a there's a select few people to get really, really rich and uh, and they can play off people like me and you <clears throat> and even like the left wingers back in the day um, who see through the, the shit uh, as opposed to the people who buy into all the patriotic bullshit. And I, mean, I, just, I say that with, you know, as, as what it is, like I'm very patriotic, but I don't buy into the, the, the pseudo patriotic bullshit that, that they lead everybody around the nose by. And <clears throat> yeah, so I think you're right. Um, but also like as far like memes are very easy to make because you're just, you're just making fun of real life, but to yeah, write yeah, a joke, to write a good joke, you've got to like be more absurd than the absurd. And like that, that takes a lot of imagination nowadays. <laughs> like, oh, it's true. Yeah. I mean, if, if you would have told me, in uh, 2008, when we had uh, Barack Obama and John McCain running for president, like, remember how normal that felt? Yeah. And if you would have told me that Donald Trump was going to be president, followed by Joe Biden with dementia, like, <laughs> I, 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 you could not have made, I mean, that joke wouldn't have landed back then. No. It's, yeah. I mean, or, or, I mean, it's or it would have been a really good joke because it's so absurd that it was funny. And now is, it's that, just but like it's, it's just real life, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, you you can't you can't pay. T- I don't know. It's I pay too much attention to it. It makes me kind of nuts or crazy. I know, here, but I mean, it's ritual humiliation. You know, I'm so sick of people being like, dude. How stupid is this? Is this presidency? How stupid are these people? They're not fucking stupid. It's called ritual humiliation. They're humiliating yeah. you. They're, li- they're literally doing this to make you fucking insane. When they tell you, <laughs> when they gaslight you five times a day and tell you that the, what your eyes just saw didn't really yeah. happen, what your ears just heard didn't really happen. That's called ritual humiliation. They're trying to make you go fucking insane, and they've succeeded. There are a lot of people that have lost their mind. I've, I mean, I've lost a lot of you know acquaintances whatever over it they were just they were just so fucking crazed about covid or so crazed about this or that and you know or i'm like hey like just this week or was it last week like all of a sudden disney is essentially outed as being one of the largest you know groomers that yeah. you know in existence and i'm like who would have ever thought that and then you think about that statement and you go oh yeah everyone would have fucking thought that everyone should have been thinking that years ago yeah it's been going on for years but you're so distracted by all this other stuff or i mean once you pull the curtain back on what's really happening in modern you know modern american or western society the the things that are going on it's fucking horrifying oh i mean it's insane yeah like um it's funny is like uh you know we're in the ag community like they're like we're almost programmed to uh to trust these big corporations so like everybody buys their seed from pioneer or monsanto and uh 
now. And so that means GMOs are, are, are fine. And everybody says they're, they're proven to be good. And I've said that many a times, but I've never really looked into like how proven that is. Well, so I mean, that's the thing. So, so you know, the 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 vax shot that was proven to be totally fine, right? Right. The first, the second, the fourth, the tenth, the twentieth, and now it's like every single day there's what five, six, ten soccer players in Europe dropping dead from heart attacks and all kind, you know, like news anchors yeah. falling over mitocarditis and children. It's horrible. So when people stop, just I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I have no answer for any of it but yeah i mean it's, i don't either it's it's, it's wild run everything and then yeah then you go back and uh like you look up uh how monsanto and the government both like tried to play each other and uh, uh throw each other under the bus for agent orange who like not only if you like just the the fact that our our soldiers got cancer from it uh, is bad enough. But then you you look into it and you're like, oh, this was already banned in the U.S. Uh, or not approved because it was too dangerous. Um, but when we wanted to go wipe out a jungle to kill a bunch of Vietnamese people so we could kill them better, um... Uh, then then that Agent Orange became fine. So we sprayed it over there, but oh by the way, no like we somebody's gotta spray it. So that's that's a bunch of bunch of our kids that we drafted to go fight a war over there so that we could stop the the spread of communism. Right. But then, <laughs> but then, but you know but but the thing is like all of the everything, all of history, it's all just if you can't see it being rewritten now and, and understand yeah. that it's always been a lie, it's always been a lie. Every bit of it's yeah. been a lie. Yeah. It's that's what blows my mind. I mean I know. It's just like <laughs> once 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 you start thinking into it and you dig in into it, you're just like, oh, and a domino falls, and a domino falls, and you're just like, holy oh. fuck. And you're yeah. just, then you're just like, huh. Well you just gotta play it as comedy now because otherwise it's too real. Yeah. I mean that, that you're you're 100 correct. It's like I listen to I don't I'm not big into a lot of podcasts. I remember you, um I listened to episodes randomly of various podcasts, and I remember you had done one with uh, the Hatmaker Samson um, from Canada, and I remember he had gone down to those protests or whatever, and he was like recounting yeah. his experience, you know. And I was like, I don't, you know, I was just like, man, that's fucking awesome. But I was also like scared for that guy you know i'm like oh, yeah God. you know like he's what if they come and get him you know and i'm like that's an insane thing to think about like what if they come and get this guy who's peacefully even if he wasn't peacefully whatever he's he's just cruising around yeah saying hey like this this is completely you know tyrannical this is and it's the yeah. definition of tyranny and you know dictator dictator like actions you know, and I'm like, this guy's gonna, they're gonna get him. You know, I was like, I hope they don't, you know, whatever be all yeah. worried for him. And then that's the society we live in. Like, you have to, you have to be conscious of what you say, but also, I guess, not give a fuck because I, you know, like, I'll say what I feel about certain topics. I don't care about the repercussions. You know, you have mm. to be that way. 
but a lot of people can't. A lot of people are like, well, I'll, 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 you know, go to jail or I'll do this or I'll, you know, like, what if I lose my job or this, that, and the other? And, you know, it's like, you just, they've kind of got you where they want you, you know, and you can't really discuss these, these very important topics, you know, and, but, but I, you know, I always, I just thought that was a, that was a really cool thing that, you know, he did and well, everyone that was involved in that. And, yeah. But they're not, you know, the government's not done though. You know, oh. they're, they're just warming up. This is, they're warming up for oh, a lot man. of the Yeah. You ain't shitting. And man, I, uh, I, I followed that, uh, that Canadian deal really, really closely because, uh, I, I've got guys like Samson and, uh, and and you know I I won't say any last names, but you guys know who you are. And just because of that type of shit, and the, like the point I'm making is, um, there's there's a listener um up there that he uh, he messaged me on Facebook, and uh, and I was I was kind of drunk one night, and and it was it was all over this COVID stuff, and and uh, he, like he was worried about. Uh, his kids having to get vaccinated and I was, and me, and this is kind of like where we become the arrogant American, uh, Americans. And, and I was like, man, I was like, stop being a pussy and, uh, and stand up for yourself. And then you see what they did to these people, uh, that, that stood up. And then I was like, whoa, fuck. Uh, if I was in his plate now, I was like, I kind of get it now. Like why, like, we we call it being a pussy, but like, man, when when they can just shut off everything, take every bit of your money, seize all of your assets, um, without any sort of repercussion, like, <clears throat> but to think that can't happen here is is yeah is foolish. It's going to happen here. Yeah, I mean that's here. that's it's right on our doorstep. Here. I remember. Yeah. Oh, and it's already happened. Remember, what was it? Um, God, I can't think of her name. She was like some sort of fringe, um, independent journalist. Um, Loomer was her last name or whatever. Oh, Laura like, Loomer. Yeah. They like unpersoned her. I just remember reading about yeah. this stuff, you know, and you're like, oh, it doesn't matter if you're in her, not her, the fact that they slapped the over, over what you know if what a person's doing is n- not truthful then no one should worry about it oh, you dude, know, you should, like, oh, that's just ridiculous do you, do you know who owen benjamin is yeah he's amazing <laughs> holy shit dude like uh because i remember back when when i was living in kansas so I, i've been out here i've just uh just over uh five years so like five years last month i think I've uh, been out here in Nevada, uh, but I, I remember back in in my house in Syracuse, Kansas. Me and my wife were, were newlyweds, and we were watching some dumb uh, some dumb sitcom on TBS. And Owen Benjamin was uh, this goofy, like kind of retarded character, and like weird, like weirdly attracted to his mom character on this on this sitcom. And it was pretty damn funny. You know, it was still like a cheesy kind of sitcom, but it was pretty funny. And um, and then later on, like I, I heard him on, on on a podcast or something. And then uh, and I got to kind of following his stuff and like I watched his comedy and he was really, really funny. <laughs> and then I was following him on Twitter. Like I, I, I listened to him on Joe Rogan. 
uh, or no, like he, I had listened to him quite a bit and he finally, like he, he ended up on Joe Rogan. I was like, oh, this is going to be a really good one. And I remember it was a weird, weird episode. They like had Kurt Metzger, I think, was on with him. And uh, I don't know. It was just kind of a weird episode. Like they were they were really kind of arguing back and forth. And then like you watch this guy and he's just like he he is awesome. Um, but he is like off the deep end. But he went from like a very successful um like kind of on the brink of becoming a pretty big star in Hollywood to now he's homesteading up in Idaho. (laughs) And it's, it is wild to see how that uh, all turned around. Uh, Lost. Delusia. Think so. There, we're back. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. Like, I mean, if- oh man. I don't know. It's just strange. It's it's strange to, you know, like I follow a, a certain number of Instagram accounts, and I have to, I have to make sure that I don't overindulge in in like you know independent journalism. Or yeah, journalism I'm, I'm the same way. But, like I uh, independent journalism is. So I, I always like I go to and, like your mainstream news me, sources I, to see I'm what like the chatter is about, like, about like and then you go to, the to, to like from there journalism. you go to a different source to see what they're talking about. Oh yeah, but you know, and it's but it's it's just the it's just a, unbelievable, you know. And so, I don't know. I try to just I try to be aware and I try to be knowledgeable. But honestly, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. You there? I mean, do I want to live in a city? Hell no. Do I want to live near a city? Hell no. But do I want to live in say you know like in you know the plaza and Taos around all these people that live there. No, yeah, <laughs> live, you know it's because they've these these certain types of people have just dispersed and gone everywhere, and so they've made a lot of like otherwise interesting, nice places fairly intolerable for me. I know it. It's it's um, wild. So, yeah, but it's you know where do you go? What do you do? I don't know. I just I just that's why I just submerge myself in work, and I work seven days a week. And I just get through it, you know, and that's just, <laughs> that's how I do it. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what else I, if you consider podcast, uh, you know, work, then yeah, I'm, I work <laughs> seven days a week and, uh, oh, yeah. having to listen to me talk is definitely work. Anyone listening to this right now, probably also working. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, No, I, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, uh, but I, I think that's, that's a lot of what is missing in, in today's culture is, uh, like well, social media is awesome for, to an extent, but like when, when you, like when you forget that the people on the other end of your, like of what you're 
you're you're throwing at them on social media when you forget that there's another person on the end of the line like then like ten, things turn real shitty i mean like twitter turned real shitty real quick yeah i and, never had twitter or anything i, I just had like instagram you know or that's what i have and and i've i've made friends on it and that i've met them in person and we're legitimate awesome friends. I mean, yeah. it, it can be a great tool, but it can also really get in your head and make you feel really lesser than, yeah. or, or like you're, what you're doing is an importance, you know? And the thing is what you're doing while you're on Instagram isn't important. You're wasting time. You're wasting, it's stealing your productivity. It's stealing, you know, it's kind of, it's basically just like watching a million a million commercials, your attention spans short, you know, it's like, bam, 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 all these yep. different images, you know, this is for sale. That's for sale. This is cool. That's not check this out. Or, you know, like these clips or whatever. And while many of them are inspiring, they can also be like really detrimental, you know? So I think you, you just have to, you have to be careful what kind of content you, you absorb. Mm -hmm. you know, like David Goggins, you got to get David Goggins. You got to absorb that energy. Yeah. Um, you know, um, yeah, he'll it'll make but, you, you know, want to run that, through a wall. Fuck yeah, you know, and that's but that's the thing. It's it's that's that's awesome, you know. Or, yeah, but if if you follow people that you're, you know, that are like it's all glitz and glam, and it's all, you know, I mean, and their lives might be that way, and if so, that's fucking awesome. That's good for them. Mine yeah. isn't, but you know, um, I also don't want to be like look at ho hum depression all day either. So you just have to be careful what you feed your brain. And and like I said, I, I follow people on Instagram and I met many of them in real life after you know after the fact and they're amazing. Like we're like legitimate friends, talk all the time, you know? Yeah. Um so I I think it's cool, but you just gotta be you gotta it's what is it what is it that Prince said? It's like you gotta I can't, you got to be on the internet sometimes, but don't let the internet be on you or what. I don't remember. Yeah, what something was, like that. Fairly poignant. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not smart enough to remember Prince quotes. But, yeah. Uh, and well, and then like you, you let shit go to your head. You, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, then, then you end up, uh, slapping Chris Rock on, <laughs> you know, at the Oscars. And you're just like, what? What the, what the fuck was that all about? You know, just like I'll tell you what it's about. So supposedly, you know, Oscars are funded by or you know sponsored by Pfizer, right? Yeah. Well, Will Smith's wife has baldness, alopecia. Well, guess what? Pfizer has coming out pretty soon. Alopecia drugs. Oh, oh fuck! There ah. it is, folks. There it is. And uh, all right, well, let's see. Um, the just for for the record, YouTube, this is, this is a comedy show, and uh, and this is a comedy comedy <laughs> podcast. Uh, but like, uh, just for just for funny's sake, um, yeah, like tune back in in a couple months <laughs> when it, when it when it comes true. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. So that's you know that's that's what I have been, I see. Like, now you know, now like, it makes a little more not, sense, you know? but um, I think we can all agree. Um, for for all of its worth, that was over. You know that situation was supposedly over Jada Pinkett Smith. Either way, that that is a that's a dirty it's cut priceless. right there. That is a dirty cut <laughs> right is there. Uh huh. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. bitches be ladies, ladies are never beating down my door, but never have I been so desperate that I'd be like, oh, he's cool. Just, I'll just hang out with this gal that just does me dirty all the time. Nah. Yeah. Off alone. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that she she's she's the vil- outside of Pfizer, uh she's she's the villain in the in the uh Pfizer. That what a man. I mean, if you want to get deeper into it, I I mean, you know, I I'll say that also one of the what is it like 1200 1500 side effects of said jab is um alopecia. Um you can also verify that by doing a little research. Um, so, you know, it all ties in together. And all of a sudden, eight-year-old kids are having heart attacks because that's normal. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's really, it's well, just I'm, terrifying. I want to see yeah, um, who, the, who the founder and, of Pfizer was because um, have you read the book um, Operation Paperclip by Annie Jacobson? No. Oh, you should. I, I never, never heard of such. Oh, um, she's uh, she's also she reads her own book on Audible. She's got a great reading voice, and she. It's so it's all about how after World War II, it was a race between the the U.S., the Brits, and the Russians to. Uh, scoop up all these Nazi scientists and doctors that were like at the top of the Third Reich, and uh, oh yeah, many of them came to America and worked yeah. for pharmaceutical companies and all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah. Werner von Braun, uh, the first head of NASA, was uh, also like uh, like the head of the Luftwaffe, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've totally. I don't know. <laughs> The exact, you know, what he was the head of, if it is Lufthansa or whatever, uh, it could be, could not be, but I have definitely heard that. Yeah. You know, uh, so she, she goes into in great detail. And uh, like, like I said, if, if you're out and you're, uh, you're out of podcasts, like get that one on Audible and uh, it's a, uh, it's a fucking excellent listen. I've, I haven't read it, but I, I've listened to it and it, yeah. It's wild, but then then you're like uh, they were so far ahead on their uh, <coughs> on their rockets and stuff, uh, but then you you like you see what the concentration camps uh, really were, and it wasn't just the the Jews, but like all all the like the retarded kids or just any sort of deformed. Like they got, but it was it was it was German citizens also. It was it yeah. was Lithuanians. It was. Yeah. Um, and they got turned was, into like that their uh high pressure like the G suits uh of the day, you know, for for their pilots. Like they the all the testing got done on those people. And and those doctors and and everybody came over and so like uh, like I I wonder um 1849 hmm Two cousins who had immigrated to the United States from Ludwigsburg, Germany in 1849. Hmm. <laughs> uh, there, there, probably sh- there probably can't be any sort of connection between Nazi Germany and, and the Pfizer's. No way that no way that's possible. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at all this stuff, it's all, glo- you know, it's all globalist. It's mm. all, you know. 
Great yeah. reset, Klaus Schwab, you know, Davos group. You know what it's, I think uh, really flew under the radar with this whole Ukraine-Russia thing? Zelensky's dancing videos? No? Um, <laughs> that, yes, where he's playing the piano with his dick. I haven't seen that. I just saw when um, he's looking at the heels dancing around. I'll, uh, I, I'll, I'll text you yeah. the... I'll text you the the link. It's because they talked about it on Drinking Bros, and huh. uh, and uh, so I'll I'll try, I'll try to find the YouTube because I think they mm, I, I think they put they put it up on the screen. Uh, but anyways, uh, that that's a that's a close second. But the I think the number one thing that has gone completely under the radar is the fact that. Because of this, uh, you know, the NATO countries had to step up and Germany dumped $100 billion into their military. And last time Germany had a really strong military, it didn't go well for the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's this whole deal. It's, I don't know. I have plenty of thoughts on it but it takes all this stuff just takes forever to discuss you know i mean you look at uh, it's just you know so i'm just saying look look at it from starting at world war one germany got fucked really hard oh yeah and then world war ii happens it got split in half and it and it got really fucked on the one half that that went east and then that got reunited but it still was kind of fucked. Like there was uh like they had they didn't have any real power. And then all of a sudden they've been kind of like gaining some power. And then Russia does this shit, and now all of a sudden there's like boom, hundred billion dollars we're putting into our military and hmm. Shaping up like another world war. Yeah, I mean, of course, but it's a distraction. I mean, what's happening in your own country? Mm-hmm. You've got record number homelessness. They're, you know, it's like, hey, cut your fucking kid's dick off. Go to work all day. Don't make any money because taxes, fuel, insurance, et cetera, is exorbitant. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you'll never be able to afford a house at this point. Yep. Oh, also, while you're at work, you know, like your girlfriend or wife's like, you know, prostituting yourself online. I mean, what the fuck, you know? I'm just saying, like, like everyone's like, oh, bro, like, like, you know, like Ukraine's terrible. I'm like, fuck, who gives a fuck, dude? Like, look at your I'm the same country. way. I'm just like, I, I hate to sound really callous, but I just don't give a fuck. I mean, I just, I've always been of the motto of other, like, you know, <laughs> certain problems are there for a reason. They're there to distract you. Yeah. Um, and what's happening here is unbelievable and it's damn near unbearable. Yeah. And if people start focusing on the real shit, like, Oh, this is happening over there. Motherfucker. It just cost you $300 to put fuel in your truck. That's yeah. a pretty big deal. Um, yeah. You know? so yeah. Me, and like, none of that had really... anything to do with this, this Ukraine Russia no. deal that the Ukraine Russia no, deal is, is a distraction for the fact that we 80% of the currency that is in uh, circulation right now was printed in the last two years. Well, not to mention, it's it's also just the, the simple thing of they 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 want you to be so broken that that you're like, well, I guess we'll just stop driving vehicles and we'll. Just, I mean, this is insane. They want to push this new green deal agenda. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, like solar's great. That's it. What do you think solar panels are made of? 
oil byproduct. What about yep. wind turbines? Okay, they they kill eagles. They kill thousands of birds, probably millions of birds. They cut yep. off bird wings. Um, it's like you know, so all these things. Yeah, but they won't allow, allow you to grow hemp. To, <laughs> you know, which makes plastics that are biodegradable. Yeah. It's yeah, they have a very strict goal, and it's, mm. and it's you know, and the thing is, like, that's what or it's like the Will Smith thing. Like, oh man, like, I can't believe that. And I'm like, I didn't even, I forgot the Oscars even existed. I'm, I'm yeah. over here, like, you know, trying to, you know, figure out, like, do you know, what next? What are they gonna do next? Like, should I start buying more canned food? You know, I'm like, well, I don't know, I know what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, it's just people need to really focus on the on the goings on here in America. Look who on, look who's buying up all the farmland, look yeah, what foreign entities are buying up um ranches, look what mm. foreign entities are involved in Western culture, as far like you know, not, not like like western civilization but like you know western american west yeah yeah um look you know look who's trying to buy out water rights look who's look who's dominating all these things have have you listened to the episode with my dad about the water wars i haven't no oh man yeah i'll uh i'm gonna listen to that i that sort of stuff gets me going yeah and uh and then uh I, i just republished it uh this Monday, this past Monday, was uh, with Angus McIntosh, and he was a big uh, uh, he was a big private property rights guy when it came to um, like so called public lands and and grazing allotments and how uh, that 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 is not a lease; you actually own that allotment, and uh, and uh, it's it's too bad he passed. So that's what that's the reason I re- I, uh, I put it back up. I wanted to have him and my dad talk about uh like the grazing allotments and and BLM type stuff and uh and then my dad with the groundwater uh rights but didn't get to happen but either way that yeah that stuff is is so important and so like even when you look at like shit on a national scale like none of that matters if you don't have any fucking water like right. nothing else matters like you're you're just like well do I die here or do I move? And then, uh, well, well, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, soon we're going to cut down on carbon emissions by getting rid of cattle. And it's like, you know, okay. So everyone's going to just be vegan and vegetarian. Hardly. No, that can't happen. Obviously. Uh-huh. But you know, these are these crazy outlandish ideas that are being pushed and people like, I mean, where, where I'm living now, I go to the supermarket and it is not highfalutin and they've got like beyond burgers or whatever this like nasty bill gates yeah. slime sludges and it's just sitting there and i'm like no one and no not one person in this entire i'd say 100 maybe 200 mile radius well that's not true because i guess talus is in the radius but no one in other than that would even consider eating that if they were starving to death they're just like what is this shit um and that's the thing people aren't you have to go back to ancestral diets real food means real nourishment you want to talk about skin cancers that's coming from seed oils that's coming from all the oils canola oils mm. stop cooking with that shit stop eating stuff that has that shit in it and you know and, and these are the things there's so much stuff that they're doing to make you sick you're, you're being sick you're being stressed at work you're, you're being drained of you know your livelihood your accounts your you know your your great-grandfather 
busted his ass for what now for, you know? And so if you're mm-hmm. not willing to stand up for that or fight for that or fight for your own health or your own well-being, then, you know, it's like, then you can't be saved. So, I mean, people have to wake up. They have to be like, okay, what is really going on? Take, take an hour, Google, like you said, rights, Google, who owns all this, who's buying up all the farmland, Google, the side effects of, you know, hypertrophic corn syrup, you know, all these things takes an hour and you'll be so much more educated. And you'll be like, holy fuck, they're killing us. And they are, you know, and they're distracting you with, with bullshit. And then that's, that's what blows my mind. I get all riled up about it. I can go on, but no one, you know, it's, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh man. No, it's, it's like when you, when you dig into that even deeper, you're just like, uh, beef exports were up like 80%, uh, from last year. Um, well, and you know, the price of beef is going up here and the cattle rancher is going out of business, but like the dairies just keep pumping out milk, which is a subsidized product. And now they're getting more value than ever from, uh, their basically, which was a waste product, which is their steer calves, mm-hmm. um, or, or, or anything from their, like their terminal, uh, terminal animals. Like now, and like you don't you don't see any uh, any Holstein steer calves hardly anymore. You see a bunch of crossbred cattle, which uh, which feed out like we just talked about it with Corbett Wall and how uh, <coughs> and and how now like say they they this, they get this deal passed through, and now I'm all I'm gonna piss a bunch of people off, and now I'm against this uh, this uh, bill that's going across just now because it kind of hits me. But like all these. Uh, Oh, they'll just um, if they set a, a minimum mandate of how much uh, <clears throat> negotiated cattle they have to have, well, they're they're only gonna buy that that amount, and it will it'll rise it'll raise the prices up for a little while, but then they can just keep pumping out uh, more and more of these crossbred cattle uh, because that that just gives the the dairymen more and more incentive to. Uh, to, to grow their deal, to pump out more and more milk, and they just keep export uh, <clears throat> over to India and China and on all that that shit, and uh, they they don't give a shit what uh, if the price of beef is too too high here, they just keep exporting it. And oh, uh, I mean, I think the big obviously, like you went listen to this is probably you know in the ag or or aware of it, but it's like. There's just so many people that that aren't aware of that even you know people that live rurally or in the city they have to you have to start supporting you know your local rancher your local you know mm. your your local little old lady that sells you know eggs things like that like once a week go grab some once you know once a month go grab beef from your local you know, like whatever but it's yep. like just cut out the middleman you know and that's the thing is. People, oh, it's, it's so expensive to do that or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's expensive not to, because you're not, you know, like you're putting money back in your community. You're supporting mm-hmm. your community. You're, you're building a relationship within your community and you're giving people that are literally feeding you your money instead of yep. giving it away to special interest groups or whatever that have no interest in benefiting you or the producer of the, you know, of the product. 
but yeah. you know, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, and I have so many friends or, you know, acquaintances, I guess you could say, I, I know a lot of people who are very disconnected from where their food comes from, you know, and I guess that's from like tattooing, you know, like people live in mm-hmm. like LA, whatever. And they don't, you just, they don't really think about it, but you have to start thinking about it because according to MSM, there's going to be food shortages and there's going to be all kinds of problems. So if yep. you don't understand, you know, where to get it, how to get it, how it's made, how it's grown, how it's taken care of the blood, sweat and tears that go into, you know, producing cattle or whatever, or, you know, whatever, cheap, whatever the fuck, you know, these people are, are interested in, didn't, you know, uh, you just don't have respect for it. And I think it's, you have to have respect for, the people that are feeding you, you know? yeah, <laughs> like, like that's that's a minimum, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, and they, they say there's gonna be food shortages. I mean, how many times have you went to a restaurant and seen like the like wings are off the menu because they don't I will fucking leave if there's no wings? I'm just oh, kidding. I, I, I know I, it's I, I never uh, eat out. <laughs> I eat out like maybe once a year. I'm like, oh, I should have just stayed home. Yeah. <laughs> I never eat that one. Well, um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, I, 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 I would be furious and say, where are yeah. these fucking wings at? Yeah. Well, and like, uh, you know, just the Mexican restaurant here, here in town. Um, I say town or like it's, it's, I live in town, but like, it, that's the, the really cool thing about this valley is, uh, it's, uh, I mean, well, it's awful. Uh, people suck here. Don't move here. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, you, Everything like the smallest you can get is uh, two two acres. Uh, uh, that's the smallest parcel, unless mm-hmm. you jump through a bunch of hoops because it's zoned just for agriculture. So nice. like you you live in town, but everybody basically lives on five acres. So like you're, yeah. um, so it's it's nice. Um, that is cool. But so when I say in town, this little uh, the Mexican restaurant here in town. Like it's been probably a month since they've had carne asada uh, on the menu. Like, <laughs> just cause, yeah, because there's <laughs> the no back, beef, and like, the <laughs> I know. I was like, so like, I got to go to El Pastor, which is great. I mean, I love, I fucking love El Pastor, but I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a beef guy, <clears throat> and I'm just like, how how dumb is it that she's out of beef when we have a feedlot right, right here? But it's, but it, but that's like the same thing as you know, you get need a part for your truck. Well, guess what? Your truck might be broken down for two weeks now because they can't get it, and that's yeah. like, well, it, because it ships from across the, the sea. Why can't it just be made here? I don't understand it. Like, at what point is that okay to say? Oh, you know, we don't need to produce anything. We'll just import it all. We'll just import everything. And what's happening is this is, this is the result of globalization. This is what, you know, this is, this is what happens. However, no one's doing anything about it. No one's saying, well, this is bullshit. You know, we're going to figure this out and start producing said product or we're going to do, you know, there's no, there's no beef in the Valley for sale to us, even though we are growing it or whatever, like yeah. you know, your situation is someone's got to say, Hey, wait a minute. This is insane. Let's fix this right now. You yeah. know, like, like I can fix this in five minutes. Hold on. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just what it has to be. It's people just stepping up, you know, like you just gotta, I think that's the big, the big gotta, takeaway. We gotta decentralize. Yeah. You gotta decentralize. You gotta step up and you gotta, what can you do to help out like yep. yourself 
and your community. You know, if mm-hmm. if you like your community, if you don't like your community, yeah. fuck them. But, yeah, exactly. But, you know, take um, care of yours move, though. Move, yeah. Oh yeah. Or move, move to where there's a better community. Yeah. But you know, that's the thing is, I just, I mean, I like I left house last night. I I drove over there, um, as I before mentioned. But um, on the way back, it was late at night. There are people just walking down the fucking Mesa road, pitch black. And I'm running pretty fast because I'm trying to get back, you know, and they're hitchhiking. They're just like all night long, just like weird fucking. I'm just like, what is going on out here? This is insane. It's the grapes of wrath, dude. It it truly, I don't know. It's it's like mad. mad, Yeah. Max meets grapes of wrath. God damn it, dude. I feel like you're in my in my head. Because I just just the other day I talked about um uh it was uh I was I was comparing what's going on in Ukraine with the uh, the Irish War of Independence and how uh Mark Twain uh history doesn't repeat itself but it often rhymes. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like yeah, it's it's the grapes of wrath, like you said, but like meets Mad Max, uh but also like meets some sort of like sci-fi, like futuristic sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm afraid we're gonna live in past, present, and future all at once. That's like we're a lot. we're living That's in Star Wars. Better. We're literally living in Star Wars. I've never seen Star Wars, but I like um I like isn't Yoda part of Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like he's okay. <laughs> It's like, well, there's a desert planet and then there's like spaceships and then there's like a jungle planet. And yeah, it's 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 weird. And then, yeah, you got a bunch of aliens and they all look weird. I mean, you look at these these, these fucking people that are uh, that are pissed off about the, the don't say gay bill in Florida. They're all like 300 pounds with uh, with like six rings in their nose and purple hair. And more uh, importantly, pedophile addiction. That They're too. Pedophile. You know, it's yes. like, that's a yeah. takeaway. It's like if you feel if you feel like you need to talk to a fucking third grader about sex, you got a problem. Yeah. You know? oh, like, yeah. Like either way, you, even if you're not a pedophile, you're you're Mr. Garrison from South Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's unacceptable. But yeah. the thing is, they keep talking. They keep talking about it, it becomes acceptable to some people, and it's not acceptable. Or, yeah. or hiding. Th- your parents like you know like oh don't tell your parents you know like school this is insane they're take they're indoctrinating your kids to do all these crazy things i mean this is nuts if you can't buy a pack of smokes and an ar at seven years old you probably shouldn't get your dick cut off either i don't know right, you know right <laughs> this is insane i mean like it's like you just you can't pick and choose if the kid can get his fucking pito cut off at you know eight years old and get himself a set of knockers, well, then he ought to be able to drive. He ought to be able to buy an AR. He ought to be able to, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck he wants to do. <laughs> well, so, all right, so my, my, my yeah. son, who is five, the other day told me, uh, and, and my son's a very bright, bright kid. Like, uh, you know, like I said the, before, like the whole little spectrum thing. Like he's, he's, he's very sharp. Um, but he told me he wanted to be a feathered Indian, but not just any feathered Indian. He's going to be the last feathered Indian. Very specific. Yeah, I like I said the the whole autism thing. <laughs> very very specific. <laughs> and uh, and then shortly after that, a couple of days later, he also told me he wanted to be an octopus. So 
like if we're gonna go lopping off dicks like you, you can't right. do like you cannot be a trans octopus because you they lop your dick off you are one tentacle short already and yeah, uh, no, like and you know I my I'm pretty sure my insurance plan is not gonna cover you know all eight tentacles like like no. they're they're planning on you having a dick and that's counting as one tentacle that's correct but you and, know I mean not not discounting there are people that identify as whatever the fuck i don't give a shit that's fine i don't yeah. care if you like to do that's great as long as it makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anyone else but to to just shove yourself down someone's fucking throat you know like i'm i like flannel if you i'm i'm flannel man i just wear flannel you know it's like who gives a fuck dude like no one gives a shit about you you're not important you know so you know it's like whatever like yeah little kids have imaginations they want to be all kinds of things i don't think it's an appropriate thing but yes you're right these people like the grooming deal this fucking you know how how msm presents all these these fake narratives like oh like it's the it's the don't gate say gay bill i haven't read it but i seriously doubt that it doesn't that it says anything about i'm pretty certain it just covers you're not supposed to talk to children about sex yeah before this exactly period. it's like hey hey fine. yeah yeah hey Hel- helga helga <laughs> just uh teach math please please teach right. math and then afterwards then- teach or, you know teach english and then well, after that camps anyway i mean yeah exactly we homeschool so right well you know but that's amazing every i mean everyone should it's yeah. possible because people have to go to work but i'm just like holy fuck like you know your school is basically set up to just be like it's a giant prison it's an indoctrination <laughs> so you know i don't see why all of a sudden you're holy Fuck, they're doing this to the kids. They've been doing this to kids since day one. It's brainwashing your kids. You go to you go to work and slave away, and they teach your kids what they want them to think and know, and not know, and believe, and not believe. Yeah, it's you know, I I, I heard the other day. I I have no. This is completely unverified, but I, I heard it on a podcast. Um, that back in the day, like the the early nineteen hundreds, um. When, when public education really kind of got ramped up here in the U.S., um, the the bells for in between classes was uh, like the union bell, like at the factory, because they're oh, teaching. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they're yeah, teaching a bunch of factory workers, and and at the time that wasn't even like I, I don't even know if it was a, a sinister plot. It was just like, hey, we we need more factory workers. It was, of course, a sinister plot. All of it is. And so it was like Instagram with, with like, they're only like, what, like 30 seconds. Your attention can only be for 30 seconds. So they manipulate you easier. Human beings aren't supposed to live in communities larger than what, like 150 people. Something that are like, like that. The same. Yeah, you're supposed to have the same, you know, all these, all these things are important. And then after like post-industrial revolution, you know, you had people that, you're living in big cities. You're like, you know, suicide rates skyrocket, rape skyrockets, masturbation, addiction skyrocket. All these crazy neuroses and awful things started to skyrocket because people were living in an unnatural state. And now no one grows food. No one knows how to do anything. 
and you live on your computer basically or the metaverse whatever the fuck that is agenda 21 and you you yeah great reset there you go so i don't know yeah well the great (laughs) reset definitely never happened left definitely wasn't a book by what whatever the fuck's his name was Klaus, Klaus, Klaus Schwab. Schwab, yeah, yeah, that definitely didn't happen ever. Made up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is, you have to like, you have to start embracing traditionalism, whatever that might be to you, and you have to reject modernity, like modern modernity, modern no yeah. moderns. <laughs> I think that's the correct word, modernity. Yeah. But you have like you have to decide. You have to start rejecting it. You know, like you homeschool your kid. That's terrific. You know, it's just I don't know. It's just too much. And and the the less I'm a I'm around cities or a lot of people, I have truly no desire. Like I was I was living in Weatherford and commuting to Dallas for work here and there, and I would just it would kill me. I mean, Weatherford was bad enough. But having to go to Dallas was just over fucking wilding. I mean, unbelievable, oh. you know. But yeah, but like years ago, I'd have been like, "It sucks, whatever." Unfazed, you know. Yeah, but I think I'm just so on edge. I'm like something, something. These big cities at any moment are going to start collapsing. Ah, I just start losing my mind, you know. Ah, so it's I'm crazy. Very, I I feel the same way. Like I, I I plan on staying out of all cities for a little while. As yeah. much as I can, like Reno's not a big city. Like I mean, it's nothing, nothing compared to like you know, like Dallas or Denver, like that. Let alone L.A. You know, Vegas, same way. Like I fuck that. I I ain't going anywhere close. Like Reno, uh, I'll, I'll I'll stay in Denver just long enough to get through for the most part. Uh, but out, outside of that, like I don't. Know, I just I want I want a lot of room between me and a big giant pe- uh, group of people. Yeah. Same. And I, and, but I used to not really feel that way. You know, I mean, I used to, it didn't affect me as much, but I just think with what's going on in society and just the way things are, I just feel like, like a lot. A lot. So, yeah. You know. Well, and then, you know, there, there's people, people like us that, uh, yeah. Like you also, you know, you kind of like to drift and, uh, you know, drifting, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of money, especially nowadays when, when, when fuels six, six dollars a gallon. So drifters, if they, if they can't afford to drift, they, uh, you know, they drift to somewhere where they can make a little bit of money until they can drift again. And, uh, that just draws people into the city and more people away from, from uh you know where where your food's grown and yeah it's all about centralization and power and mm. <laughs> it was so i've been uh i've been thinking about um forming my own religion hear me <laughs> out here um and, and not that i have any answers it's more more than anything uh like I want to be a televangelist, but I don't want to fuck anybody over. You know, like I, I'm not. I've also been watching the Righteous Gemstone, so like it's it's kind of factored into my my thinking here. Um. So, uh, anyhow, like 
you know, you know, religions are tax exempt. Joel Osteen and uh, you know Ali Sheikh Mohammed. Uh, neither one of them pay taxes, right? right. And um, the more I look at, like the say the the Somalian Muslim community up up in Minnesota, and you, like Ilhan Omar, she is nothing but a gangster. All those Somali refugees, and and I, I can I can speak with a little bit of a uh, little bit of wherewithal on this because I I I spent six years in Southwest Kansas. Uh, Tyson has a huge uh, processing plant there, slaughterhouse there in uh, in Holcomb, Kansas. <coughs> I used to work in uh, in a wing off of that that packing plant, but. All, all these Somali refugees are brought over so they can sell halal or they can uh, butcher halal beef. And uh, and most of these people, and remember, like, Somalia has been in a civil war since, like, Black Hawk Down, which we started. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, these are just people trying to get out of uh, a 20 year civil war. They also happen to be devout Muslim and uh, they don't speak English. And so it's just like any immigrant community. Uh, think of uh, gangs in New York with the Irish. You, you go to the boss. Ilhan Omar is the boss. And now she's in fucking Congress. And I don't think it's, it has anything to do with, uh, you know, Somali-American relations. It has to do with uh, Ilhan Omar getting paid because she can provide those Somali immigrants to Tyson and Cargill and whoever else for halal, beef, pork, or, well, not pork, but chicken. I have no, yeah, this is all news to me. I have no idea about any of this. I mean, it's pretty, that's pretty fascinating. But no, not, I just I'm, came up with that yeah. on the spot. So, okay. uh, but, but I am, um, you do some research on that. I think, uh, I think most of that checks out. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I, I bet you, I bet you Ilhan Omar is going to be worth some, some money uh, here, here before, especially if she gets like continues to get reelected. Man, she's gonna be she's gonna be the Somali uh, Nancy Pelosi. Oh God, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. All these all these elected officials, they're just so filthy rich. And start just... start thinking of them as as um, as mob families, you know. Yeah. <laughs> start start thinking of of them, and instead of thinking of 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 them as governments, think them of. Of them as like Tony Soprano and uh, Carmine and and all those, yeah. Also, truly the 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 finest series of shows, Sopranos. I haven't finished it yet. We're uh, we're on season five. I know no spoilers. Twenty fucking years later, but uh, <laughs> it's so, so it holds up. It holds <laughs> up. Like I, I'd never started watching it till uh, about. I don't know, three months ago or something like that, but it fucking holds up, man. It, it is so good. So good. Um, but yeah, like the more, more you start thinking of, uh, of governments as, uh, 
you know, crime families and it makes a lot fucking more sense. Oh yeah. It's just, it's just terrifying though. Like I said before, it's, oh yeah. You know, what we're living in is it's just absolutely terrifying and overwhelming. But you know, I try to just kind of, I stay informed, like very informed, but mm-hmm. I also do my own thing, you know, yeah. like I don't, so, yeah, know. well, and <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're, the big biggest thing that, that keeps people like kind of under under lock and key is they don't think of our government as a crime family. They'll think of the rest of the world as a crime family, but not oh, ours. Yeah. yeah, like they're like the atrocities done overseas. I'm like, have you? Are you unfamiliar with the atrocities that we've done to countless countries? Yeah. I mean, just the, the most publicized one was like, I don't know, six, eight months ago uh, when uh, during the Afghanistan dr- withdrawal and we drone bombed a, an aid worker and his entire fucking family and said it was <laughs> ISIS. Or just dropping bombs on Syria for yeah. what, how many? <laughs> or I mean, or, or uh, supplying the bombs that they're dropping on Yemen basically a genocide over there <clears throat> but yeah you know hey it's, it's or, orange man bad huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, it's oh, wild what a what a world we live in um yeah so uh what what's your what's your favorite type of horse like what like personality wise oh jeez i don't know <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess I really I don't I can't answer that. I mean, I I've ridden so many with so many different personalities, you know. Um, yeah. I just I just like a horse that's got that's got a lot of try. Yeah. And you know, and just wants wants to listen, wants to you know, doesn't want to guess what's next. Just kind of is like, all right, what's what is next? We're in tune. This is what's next. You know, I don't like being like, holy shit, that's not what's next. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't be guessing. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't really, I can't, no. I can't answer that. Well, well. I, I like, I like, I, I like a lot of try. I like that's, uh, but that comes with, uh, some baggage sometimes. Uh, but, oh yeah. Yeah. But if, if they're going to try, I like them. I'll, I'll stick with them. Uh, when they, when they quit trying or when they like, or when they just never quit fighting, then, then like those, that's when I'm done. Like, yeah, they've got to be able to take a joke too. So every yeah. once in a while, yeah. a while <laughs> they need to be able to take it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I need to be able to stick you in the shoulder every now and then just, just for, for fun and, and you take it well. Yeah, I've I've got um, a horse I've had for a minute, and he's he's a pretty good. He's not the, he's not like you know top dog or nothing. But he's pretty good. We we get along. Pretty good. We've seen some stuff together and done some stuff together, and you know we just we just keep on trucking. So he's a, he's a pretty good old fella. I'll probably never get rid of him. Yeah, well, uh, there in in your part of the world is that uh. Are you are you tie hard guy or are you uh you slick horn or are you dallying on rubber? Uh well depends. Um never tie, I never tie hard, but I would definitely say more times than not, uh slick horn. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, um, you're kind of... It depends on what battle you've got. But around here, you've got a lot of guys that are... I really don't know too many people in general outside of Texas that that tie hard. Yeah, that's eastern New Mexico a little bit, but uh, I, I think I think maybe some down in Arizona. But, yeah, it, it's more more of a Texas-Oklahoma thing. Yeah, Texas is real serious about it. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah, they, they get all butthurt about it. They're pretty pretty tough about it. Yeah. yeah I, just... I, I will say that you don't see a whole lot of them missing their fingers, but um, also you never hear them... Sh- you never hear them shut the fuck up about it either. <laughs> With all their fingers pointing in? No. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I, I, I'm... I got, I've never, I've never done it. I know. Hmm. Thank you, froze. Am I froze? No, I'm not froze. Lost you there. Ah, all right. That was that was, was answers were a little delayed, and then I just lost you. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, now it, it's funny how those uh, how those rivalries start up with the with the puncher buckaroo deal. I I really don't care either way, as long as the guy get a job done. Yeah, I'm not cowboy enough to care about either one. I'm just thankful I get to ride around on some. Not cowboy <laughs> enough to care. Somebody <laughs> should write a song. Not cowboy enough to care. It's true. I'm just thankful I get to fucking ride around on them. See some amazing country with some amazing people. Hell have yeah. some good laughs. And, you know, that's to me, that's all I give a shit about. I don't care. Fuck yeah! About all that stuff, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by every aspect of it. So there's not, you know, there's no right or wrong, left or right, up and down to me. I just, I'm just thankful and grateful, you know. And yeah. truly, I just am like, I can't believe I get to do this. This is awesome. You know? Hell yeah, dude! I. uh yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I don't get to see as as much cool country as you do. I just I see the same pins every day, but I don't know. I I look around and and there's a there's a lot worse things to be done. And I I I don't I don't hate going to work. And uh, that's that's one thing. I, I've never I've never stuck around at a job that I hated. Yeah, me either. I definitely have never. That's for sure. Yeah, like it, but, the day yeah, where I mean, where I start dreading going into work is the day I update my resume, and uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, there's days where I dread working, but it's not. It has nothing to do with the outfit. It's usually about the weather or whatever the chore is for the day. But it's not. It has nothing to do with you know with with the, with the job itself. But when I like when every day becomes a chore. Mm, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. And that's and certain things can do that, you know. 
but you just, you have to just adjust, you know, mm-hmm. I just try to adjust, <laughs> you know, it's like, I couldn't tattoo seven days a week and I go nuts. So I have to adjust. I can tattoo X amount of days a week, do a great job, have a great time. Yep. Appreciate it. And you know, that's it. So, so you got, you know, you just got to know, know what's good for you, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, I think you're like right. I said, I just, you know, I was just, I, you know, I was just saying, I mean, I was just, just being able to do it, being able to, I mean, you, you know, hell, if I, if you had a choice between never riding a horse or just only be able to ride it in a little ass pen or something, I mean, it'd be hard to never ride it. You know, you'd be like, well, that little pen sucks or that's, you know, it's a little, little, whatever, little round pen that I have to ride in. It's the only spot I can go. I don't know. It'd be heartbreaking not to be able to ride. It's just, I just, I don't know. That's something for your attitude. That's something for your mind. That's something for yeah, every but, aspect of you. And it's yeah. Just, the good thing is know. like you stay in the pens very long and your horses get sour too. But the good thing where I'm at is uh, I got about a hundred thousand acres of desert right outside the front gate. So horse gets an attitude. <laughs> I get an attitude. We can go, we can go stretch yeah. out. Sure. And it's a, it's a, there ain't nothing better for, for a horse or a man is, uh, it's just miles. No, it's true. That's absolutely true. I, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I always, when sometimes when I'm going like on long desert drives or whatever, I, you know, you'll, you'll kind of like daydream looking out the window and you're like, God, well, what if I was just, what if you were just riding across this right now? You know, like, what if, oh, like, yeah. what if, what if? What if? And that's that's where my brain goes. I'm always what if? Yeah, I I get to doing that too, and then it's like, oh shit, that cow turned back. Fuck. (laughs) 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 Oh shit. Well, Bailey, it's uh, it's kind of getting late your time, but uh, man, this is fun. Let's do it again sometime, huh? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, it's you know somewhat entertaining and not the most boring one you've done <laughs> no nah, man i i enjoyed the shit out of it so uh it's uh no we should we should do it again for sure uh but uh tell everybody where they can find you if you want them to find you if not well we'll just peace out <laughs> uh, i just got a little instagram it's just bailey h robinson you can send me hate dms or whatever if you yeah. want <laughs> or, or love letters either way well, if you get any dick pics from this one we'll uh we'll uh, we'll do a patreon <laughs> episode and, and do it and just critique uh, uh yeah you could do that sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no dicks playing piano yeah, <laughs> no Zelensky's. Don't go full <laughs> Zelensky. <laughs> yeah, don't full. <pull> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it yeah, that's great, great chatting. And um, yeah, if anyone, you know, thanks for listening to this. If anyone listens to it, and sorry if uh, if it was boring. Yeah, no man, it was fun. So thanks everybody for tuning in, and love your ass. We're burning daylight. I got the tattoos right, blue, the tattoos blue, the shirt of top things too first. My tattoos are blue, I got the tattoos blue, but hey, I got no rigors. So, you're feeling creative and a bit illustrative and are wondering just what to do? Well, march yourself down to the parlor around the next corner and get a tattoo. Your options are endless, just have the apprentice show you his previous work. 
Get yourself an eye popper. A real job stopper. Sit down in the chair, you poor jerk. For a scratcher with talent, the rainbow's your palette. Any color or shade, any hue. And until you're dead, your art will turn heads. And eventually, also turn blue. I got the tattoos blues, the tattoos blues. I should have thought things too first. My tattoos are blue, I got the tattoos blues. But hey, I got no rigors. Get an armband that's tribal, but remember it's final, or yin or yang on your wrist. Maybe a stamp on the small of your back, or true love or hard luck on your fists. Full sleeve or just ankled or fully star-spangled with the flag bursting out from your hide. Or in some kind of cursive that's vaguely subversive, get the date that your great uncle died. Get Sabbath or Slayer or the lines from a prayer or your telephone area code. Get a tear by your eye and make it look like you're crying about the spider webs on your elbows. Get the names of old lovers entirely covered with a badly drawn sketch of your kids. Or get a shamrock Fitzkelly or your hood cross your belly in gothic, illegible script. Get a character, Asian, mistakenly blazing, a message that ain't what you think, because they swore it meant knowledge, but really says olives, forever in permanent ink. I got the tattoos blues, the tattoos blues, I should have thought things through first. My tattoos are blue, I got the tattoos blues, but hey, I got no rigor. If you're still thinking you really need ink and just be sure what it is that they're selling. Because with it, you're stuck and you're plumb out of luck if they don't get it right with the spelling. Because it's R before E, except after 3 in the morning, you picked the wrong artist. If he's open that late, the chances are great. You were drunk and he wasn't the smartest. But you've given your future to this ignorant butcher. So when he's carved you up with the gun, send a few words to heaven, take a deep breath, and then look in the mirror when he's done. Because the needle, it stings... But I'll tell you the thing that over the years really hurts is when you go to view your brand new tattoo and to your horror it reads, no regrets.